And, you know, today's the first sun, and, and I realize it's a hard day to do this, but uh, it is our holiday weekend. But the next three weeks on, on Sunday morning, it's attendance turnaround. We're going to get through the holiday, and we're going to turn this, we're going to, in the summertime, it's just a, you just have to really work sometimes to, to plug in, get involved. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, uh, even though we're all taking vacations and doing things, in fact, Beverly and I, we've got a little R&R planned here in a few weeks. Uh, after um, um, I, we get Josiah and Laura and, and, and Gideon all taken care of, uh, we're going to take a few days off. And so that's cool. Everybody does that. Everybody should do that. Uh, but let's plug in to the best of our ability the next three or four weeks. And let's really uh, work at bringing our friends and family to church and making a difference in their life. I know they'll be blessed. Everyone say blessed. In fact, that leads us into this morning's uh, series that I'm going to begin this month called Blessed. Everybody say, I am blessed. We used to sing an old song that said, I am blessed, I am blessed. Every day of my life, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning and I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Now, we just uh, celebrated the 4th of July. Now, some of you, when you tried to go to sleep, Thursday night about 10 30 or 11 and the fireworks were still popping and you didn't feel too blessed uh in fact you weren't blessing your neighbors uh but hey they were having a good time and I just realized man as American we are blessed as Amer- hey even though you may not be happy with what's going on in America today and even though things are not great I've been around the world uh and uh, uh you know I've seen a lot of people and and experienced a lot of things and I love to when that airplane sets back down on US soil I sing I am blessed I am blessed every day of my life I'm blessed when I wake up in the morning I lay my head to rest I am blessed. So we're a blessed people. But I want to talk to you uh, today and for the next few Sundays about a deeper level of blessing. A blessing that comes from, from God Almighty learning to live beneath the banner of God's blessings. Now get a picture of that. Learning to live beneath the banner of God's blessings. I'm going to give you some passages of scripture in this series that are just going to blow your mind. Uh, in fact, uh, I want to begin with Genesis chapter 1. Verse 28, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Now, what's the, what's the first chapter of Genesis all about? It's about creation. And how God made the heavens and the earth and he made man. And this is what happened when he got it all together. He looked at Adam and Eve and he blessed them. Everyone say he blessed them. He blessed them and he said, be what? Fruitful and multiply and he gave them dominion over the birds of the sea and the fishes in the sea and all the things he said and and the blessing of god and and how many of you know that garden of eden they were living underneath and beneath the banner of what god's blessing in their life and you know what i believe god's desire and design is for us here in this life is to get us back under the banner of god's blessing in our life In fact, Ephesians chapter 1, I love this, verse 3. I love the book of Ephesians. Uh, He says this, he said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How many of you know when you get fixed in Christ, you begin to move back under the banner of God's blessing in your life? And that's what this month is all about. Uh, it's, not, it's not about nickels and numbers, necessarily. It's about tapping into and living beneath 
the banner of God's blessings uh, over our life. In fact, it's the nature of God to want to bless you. Look at your neighbor and just say, God really wants to bless you. No, no, do this, do this. It's holiday weekend. I may just take all day here. Look at your neighbor and say, no, no, no. He really, really wants to bless you. He really, really wants to bless you. No, 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 that wasn't good enough. Look at your neighbor and say, no, 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 you don't understand. He really, really, really wants to bless you. Some of you are already not believing me because you just looked at me going, ain't no way I think that. He really, it's his nature. He's our heavenly father. And it's in the nature of our heavenly father to want to bless us. Now, the very word bless in, in the Old Testament, I love it. Uh, there's so much. Now, there's two applications. When you're, when you're blessing God, that word bless means to kneel and honor and respect and worship him. When it talks about in the Old Testament, when, when we bless God, it's an attitude and, and a, even a bodily posture of, of worship and adoration and respect. And in a sense, when on the other side, when you read where God wants to bless us, it's, 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 it's that, but not in a worshipful sense. He wants to put us in a place of honor and respect and pour out His blessing upon us. Uh, another word uh, in the Old Testament for the word blessed, Phil Robert, Robertson, or yeah, Phil Robertson has it right. Anybody know who Phil Robertson is? The rest of you need to get saved. Anybody ever seen Duck Dynasty? Those guys are my heroes, man. In fact, we may just have Duck Dynasty Day one day, and everybody wear their, man, just wear their, and just walk around going, happy, happy, happy. Because that word blessed means happy. And Phil Robertson has it right. Man, happy, 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 or, or whatever the other uncle, or those, they all look alike with those beards, you know. Yeah, I don't know who they are. In fact, did you know there's one that doesn't have a beard, and he's going to be on the next season. And he's going to be the odd man out with no beard. It's going to be weird. No beard, it's going to be weird. I'm a poet and didn't know it. But that's what blessed means. Happy, happy, happy. Look at your neighbor and say, happy, happy, happy. The New Testament word, I love this, means supremely blessed. How many of you know supremely means, whew, how many of you ever got the supreme? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. It's not average. <laughs> you know, my dad was all big about the supreme. He when you go to Dairy Queen, something if you he wanted the supreme. Now we all got the small cone. He got the big dip cone. He got the supreme. But God says, "I want to supremely bless you. I want you to be here's the New Testament well off, fortunate, and happy." So it's 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 pretty powerful, pretty powerful type of uh, a thought when you think of God wanting to bless us. Now, because I've already picked on April, I want her to come up here and read something for me. April, uh, uh, come up here. Beverly, get her a microphone. I need help here today. Come on, April. Uh, April is going to read for us a passage of Scripture. April, I'm going to get it. You don't have to look it up. Everybody look to Deuteronomy 28. Uh, Ryan, you help her up on stage. Beverly, you give her a mic. Welcome, April Impke, into the house today. God bless her. Amen. Here she comes. She's going to read Deuteronomy chapter 28. She's going to read the first 13. Let's see. What, what do we want? The first 13 verses. And you read it with all of your heart, with everything. Yeah, with everything within you. Put that right up close. Okay. Here, and, and if you get excited, that's okay because okay. I'm going to be excited. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God 
to observe carefully all his commands which I command you today, uh, that is, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall call upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against the, against you one way and flee because before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and all in which you set your hands. And he will bless you in the land where the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and that they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock and in your produce of your ground in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to be blessed all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be only above and not beneath. If you need the, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and be careful to observe them. Woo, give April a big God bless you. My goodness. Now, I, I have to tell you, there was a passel of blessing in that verse, in those set of verses. I mean, there was a boatload of blessing. And we're going to just tap into one thought from that passage of Scripture. But I want you to take this month, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 13, and you digest them. Now, if you dare go further, you're going to slip into the curses. Uh, and uh, so, if you don't want... <laughs> How many of you know, if you don't do some things, there's some cursing in your life. It's just the way it is. It's like sowing and reaping. Uh, you know, if you sow to the wind, you're going to reap the wind. If you sow trouble, you're going to get trouble. So, so there are some consequences uh, for not uh, living under the banner of God's blessing in your life. But man, Deuteronomy 28, chapter 1, he just blesses everything. In fact, I don't even know if we own a kneading bowl, but I'm going to go get one. Because if I own one, he's going to bless it. That is if I line up with the conditions to that blessing. Now, here's the secret. And she read, April, you did a great job under the, under the gun. I'm glad I didn't give you a warning or you probably would have, uh, you know, gotten nervous or something. But you did great. Man, there's so much there. But if you look at the beginning of this passage of Scripture, you're going to find the condition, one of the big conditions to living under the banner of God's blessing. Look what it says there in verse 1. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations. Verse 2, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because, catch it, because you obey what? 
the voice of the Lord your God. Now that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I want to make this declaration. Living under the banner of God's blessing has a whole lot to do with being sensitive to the voice of God and listening with an absolute intent to obey what he has for you to obey. Amen. Throw that up there if you can, Ike. And let's just, let's absorb that, being blessed. Living under the banner of blessing has a whole lot to do with being sensitive to the voice of God and listening with the intent to obey. I'm convinced that God quits talking to us when we start filtering what He says. Whether we're going to obey or not obey. You know, most people have selective obedience. Our children have selective obedience sometimes, don't they? You command them. I command you to come here and eat bluebell ice cream right now. They love that command. Then you command, I command you to clean your room. See, they have selective obedience. Okay, many of us treat God the same way. Uh, and, and so it has a whole lot to do. In fact, man, according to Deuteronomy 28, these blessings come upon us and overtake us. Woo, I like that. Overtake us. When we obey the voice of the Lord, our God. Did you know God's still speaking to his kids? You know, God's still talking to his kids. The, the problem is, in fact, there's nothing wrong with God's mouth. The problem is on the other side of the communication and that's us. Our capacity to listen. That's what verse 1 says. If you'll diligently obey the voice of the Lord. That really in other translations and other paraphrases means if you will listen carefully to what God is saying to you, uh, guess what? You'll begin and then with the, and, and with the purpose of obeying, then the blessings of God will come upon you. See, the problem is with us. It's not with God's mouth. And so this morning, uh, hey, there's a problem, and, and I want to show you the problem. It's us, uh, and, and I want to show you two passages of Scripture, okay? And that, and that is Ezekiel 12, verse 2. Yeah, you, don't, uh, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it to you because we got all, Ezekiel 12, 2 says this. Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house which has eyes to see but does not see and ears to hear but does not hear for they're a rebellious house. In other words, the reason that they were not hearing, they had ears to hear but couldn't hear is because of their rebellion. They were living as Adam and Eve found out when you began to rebel against the voice of God and rebel against the, 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 the command of God. You are moved out from under the banner of God's blessing in your life. But when you began to re repent, if you will, and began to turn, we'll talk about that in a minute, you can get back under the banner. That's what Jesus came on planet earth was to get us back into right standing with God. So, uh, they were a rebellious house, and therefore the consequence, they couldn't hear God. They had a sin issue. Now, Isaiah 48, verse 17 and 18. By the way, Ryan shared this passage of Scripture with me the other day. And oh, it fits so wonderfully in this message, uh, especially from the, I think it's the Good News Bible. Uh, it's a paraphrase. Uh, you write this verse down and look it up later, because listen to this. It's powerful. The Holy God of Israel, the Lord who saves you, says... I am the Lord your God, the one who wants to teach you from his own, for, for his, for your own good and direct you in the way you should go. Catch this. If only you had listened to my commands, then blessings would have flowed for you like a stream that never goes dry. Did you get that? 
He said, victory would have come to you like the waves that roll on the shore. Now, did you get those two illustrations? Because I'm telling you something, that's where I want to live. I want to live in an atmosphere where the blessings flow to me like a stream that never runs dry. Did y'all pop too many fireworks Thursday night? Have you eaten too much homemade ice cream? Has fried chicken overwhelmed your capacity to respond to the word of the Lord? I'm going to try this again. Because man, I'm telling you, this is firing me up. Hey, if I can get, if I can get back under the banner of the blessings of God in my life, God says if they had listened to his commands, blessings would have flowed to them like a stream that never runs dry. That's where I want to live. I want to live in a place where victory comes to me like that consistent wave that hits the shore every moment, every day. The victory and the blessings of God are being made manifest. But the problem is they didn't listen. And I wonder if that's the case with us today. If we're not really listening to the voice of God. If in a sense, we have become a rebellious house. In fact, that's what radical is all about. And so I want to encourage you, you what I shared, the book Radical in our small group series this month that we're going to begin in a few Wednesday nights. It's about radical obedience. Hearing and then obeying the voice of God. So the rebellion has caused a problem. That's the problem with America. That's the problem with the church. Uh, rebellion. Anybody ever know anybody that was rebellious? Any of you ever rebel from your, against your parents? Anybody rebel against authority? Any of you grew up in the hippie movement and you just, man, I'm rebelling against everything. Uh, just rebellious. That's the nature of man. It's our sin nature. Where did it come from? Adam and Eve passed it down to us when they rebelled against the authority of God. It's our natural born nature. In fact, I love my, my I got great grandkids. I'll show you pics if you want. Man, get on my Facebook. I got great grandkids. And it's amazing to me how they, as they began to grow. Now, Josiah, he's the sweetest little boy. But you know what I've begun to see? His nature. And if you pick up his toy, one of the mother. In fact, Josiah, I don't know, was it Josiah and, and Ty, I don't know. They had this play broom yesterday. They're going, I said, and, and uh, I just look at the parents and say, say they're sinners. It's their nature. No, they learned that from those evil kids down the street. It's just their nature. We were all born with a natural tendency to rebel and to, and to have it our way. And to go down our own road. And so, if we're, here's, the, here's where it all begins. If you want to begin to move back under the banner of the blessing of God, here we go. We got to deal with the rebel within. There's a rebel living within all of us. It is our sin nature. And we've got to begin to deal with the rebel within. What did Ezekiel say, son of man? Hey, you're dwelling in the midst of a rebellious house. Uh, and, and guess what? They're a rebellious house. They have ears to hear. Uh, they have eyes to see but don't see. They have ears to hear but they cannot hear. For they are a rebellious house. And there's no other way around this. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with God's mouth. There's nothing wrong with God's heart and desire to bless us. He, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we're not living in the 
the way that, that the way that Isaiah said, hey, blessings are flowing to us like the streams that never run dry and like the waves that hit the ocean uh, beach and, and just keep on coming, that victory, then there's some issues on the inside of humanity that have to be dealt with to get us back under the banner of God's blessing for our life. Amen? And if we're living out from under the directive of God's word for our life, then you get under the directive of God's word for your life and the blessings will begin to be poured out upon you. You gotta get back in right relationship with God and deal with the rebel within. Now, I'm not gonna go here and preach a lot, but you write Romans 6 down. Romans 6, it talks about dealing with the sin nature. Talks about baptism. There's three words there that you'll find. And they're this, no, reckon, and yield. Everyone say no, reckon, and yield. It's not N-O, it's K-N-O-W. And you'll find that, hey, when you begin to know some things about what Christ did for you on Calvary's cross, that we were buried with him through baptism unto death and raised to walk in newness of life, you've got to know these things. You say, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if you know some things, then you can begin to move into some new arenas of the blessing of God for your life. See, Adam and Eve, they knew some things, but they denied what they knew and they listened to the devil and they doubted what God said and began to believe a lie. And that put them in rebellion against God and moved them out from under the banner of God's blessing in their life. Listen, we got to realize we're natural born sinners. We got a rebel on the inside of us and we got to begin to know that's why Jesus came and paid for our sin and then reckon the word there in Romans 6 says, you reckon yourself dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God through Christ Jesus. And the yield word says, yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Romans 6 will begin to move you to a place of submission to the voice and the will of God rather than in a place of rebellion to God, against God. So we got to deal, everyone say deal with the rebel within. Man, there's one in there. Come out, come out wherever you are. And it always comes out at the most inopportune time. Am I, are you with me this morning? And so we've got to deal with the rebel within. And number two, we've got to decide on the ruler within. Who's in charge of my life? Am I going to be in charge? Or is God going to be in charge? In fact, Romans 6 talks about yielding ourselves as slaves of God, realizing that He is in charge. These two passages that I read to you out of Ezekiel 12 and Isaiah 48 reveal, and even Deuteronomy 28, they all reveal who's in charge. Deuteronomy 28, He said, Hey, you, you know what? If you listen to the voice of the Lord your God, He's in charge. You see, just because you listen to the voice of God doesn't, hey, and you want him to speak to you, he's got to be the Lord of, the, of your heart and the Lord of your life. He will speak to those who have submitted themselves to him. But if we're out from under and we're rebellious, his voice goes strangely silent. In fact, the, Old, the New Testament teaches that if we're at odds with God or odds with one another, our prayers to God are like hitting brass. They're not going to be answered until we're right with him and right with one another. We've got to deal with the rebel within and we've got to deal with the ruler within and say, I'm not in charge. He's in charge. He's the Lord of my life. Amen. That's what Ezekiel said. Ezekiel, uh, he talked about, uh, uh, about him being the Lord. And then Isaiah 48 says, hey, I am the Lord your God. Listen, submission is one of the biggest secrets to your success.
to your victory. In fact, Peter said this, James said it, James and Peter both. Uh, I think James said, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So understand the blessings of God and the victory of God comes to those who are, who are submitted to his authority in their life. Are you with me? Say amen. And so this is the biggie. This is where it all begins. You, and, and when we, listen, when we begin to get lordship settled, we get the ruler uh, of our life. He becomes the Lord and the leader of our life. And we began to deal with that rebel on, on the inside of us. Then we began to really become teachable by God. He then can begin to communicate to us. In fact, Isaiah 48 said this. He said, I'm the Lord. I'm the one who wants to teach you for your own good and direct you in the way you should go. I want to teach you. The problem is, if we got the rebel on the inside and we're in charge, uh, he could, we're unteachable. We got a couple, of Sunday, uh, a couple of teachers in the house. Where's our teachers? Lift your hand, teachers. Man, you got any kids in your, they just refuse to learn. They got a big wall up. That's the way a lot of kids are. They, a lot of adults aren't. You, know, you ever met anybody that you couldn't teach them anything? I already know it all. It, it, has anybody here ever been a know-it-all? Okay, got a couple of honest people. You ever met a know Okay, let's try this. Anybody ever met a know-it-all? Oh, everybody's met a know-it-all. I've never been one, but I've met a few. When we re- come to a place where the lordship I- issue is settled, we become teachable. That's when God, and when we become teachable, guess what happens? Our spiritual ears began to open. And we can hear the voice of God. And His voice becomes clearer and clearer. And when your ears begin to open up to the voice of God, guess what? With the intent of obeying, we're moving back under the banner of the blessings of God in our life. Because it's when we hear His voice and obey. It's when those blessings start flowing through our life like a stream that never runs dry. And like a wave of the sea that continues to hit the shore. Everyone say, deal with the rebel within. And decide on the ruler within. And you know what? That's a lifestyle of continually standing fast against self and proclaiming him as the Lord and the leader of our life. And let me pause just a moment. I've got a little more to say to you. Let me just pause for a moment. If you don't get that, you're just stuck. You're out there on your own. And you'll not hear his voice. And you can't hear his voice. He can't lead you into green pastures. If you're doing it my way, you ever met anybody that way? It's my way or the highway. Listen, until you come to the place, I'm going to do it his way. I'm not going to live life on my terms. I'm going to live under the banner of God's blessing over my life. And then you become teachable. You can begin to learn some things. Everyone say learn some things. How many want to learn some things this morning? I want to learn some things. I'm going to give you two things you've got to begin to learn that all kind of dovetail together here this morning that have to do with returning and dealing with the rebel on the inside. Number one, you've got to learn to listen. Learn to listen. 
Some people never get it. The children of Israel never hardly got it. They, they couldn't hear the voice of God. And that's what Isaiah said. If only you had listened. Parents, have you ever had the sad task of telling that to your kids? You tell them, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go down that road. Don't, don't go that way. And then they do. And you're compassionate for them, but you just say, God, if only you'd listen to, the, to what I was saying to you. So we've got to learn to listen. I'm going to give you three aspects of this, and this is just to kind of help you kind of get a grasp on it. We've got to learn to listen to the voice of His Word. How many of you know God speaks to us through the written Word of God? In fact, let me just tell you, I'm, I'm all stirred up about this. I'm going to throw this out. I'm going to, uh, the, at the, in the fall of this year, we're going to have an eight-week Sunday school program from 9.30 to 10.30 before the main worship for eight weeks. And we're going to get a good grip. And it's going to be all the way from children, youth, and adults. In eight weeks, we're going to get an overall grip, grasp on the story of the Bible. And once we begin to learn this thing and begin, we begin to hear. And man, I got other things in mind as we move even into the new year. But hey, let me just say this. God speaks to us through the voice of His Word. His written Word. I cannot tell you. Uh, listen, when, when, when uh, Ryan and I were talking and when he shared with me that Isaiah 48 passage, all of a sudden as I got home began to look at it, man, God began to speak to me through that. I wanted to just share it with someone. Man, this is, this, is, this is revelation to me. It's the voice of God's Word speaking to us. His written Word. Amen. Now, let me just throw this out at you. Someone who has gotten to the place where they've dealt with the rebel within and they got Jesus on the throne of their heart and they've dealt with the ruler within and they got all that straight. Man, they can't get enough of the Word of God on any level because they know when they yield themselves to the Word of God, it's going to begin to release added blessings in their life because God's going to begin to speak to them and they're going to obey and it's going to release the waves of the sea. It's going to release that river to begin to flow those blessings. The nature of God, His desire is to bless you, but He's got to speak to you through your word through his word amen so it's the voice of his word i love what james said james chapter 1 verse 25 it says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but an effectual doer it says he will be blessed in whatever he does Man, I'd memorize that one if I were you. James chapter 1, verse 25, it says, Hey, the guy who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the person who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and doesn't forget it, but he, he obeys it and does it, he will be blessed in whatever he does. Amen. It's the voice of his word. What did Deuteronomy say? The ver hey, if you want to live under the banner of God's blessing, you've got to obey the voice of the Lord. Uh, you've got to uh, obey the voice of the Lord your God. So it's the voice of God's Word. Number two, it's that He speaks to us through the voice of His Spirit. How many of you know God can speak to you on the inner in the inner man? 
And I've heard the Spirit of God speak to me directives. And some of the things I'm walking in today are because of some things I heard just a few weeks ago. We're going to go on. Did you know we're going to go on TV in a few weeks? I don't have all the details together. And that became, I was sitting right here and God says, stop asking me what to say and just ask me what, what I want you to do. And all of a sudden, he began to speak to me some things to do. I began to obey, and lo and behold, in just a few days, I'm shooting a pilot that's uh, in the process of being edited. I'm going to show you some of it, hopefully next Sunday. Uh, and, uh, and in just the next few weeks, we'll begin to be, we'll be ministering to people all over southeast Texas by way of the media of television. How did that happen? I just heard something in my spirit speak to me. The voice of God speaking on the inside. Isaiah 30, uh, verse 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or the left, to turn, uh, uh, to turn to the left or the right, you'll hear the voice of God speak to you because you're sensitive to the voice of God. God says, Stop asking me what to say. See, that's what I, I'm, I get. That's what I do. I talk a lot. That's how I, I, I earn my living as I'm talking. But God said, Hey, why don't you just ask me some things that I want you to do? In other words, there's some things I want you to do. Obey me in some areas. I got that by way of hearing the Spirit of God speak to me. And let me just throw this out. The voice of the Spirit will never contradict the voice of God's Word. You want an obvious... How many of you know, I'm going to, I'm going to step on, some, I'm going to step on some, some hallowed ground here this morning. How many of you know the Bible hates divorce? God hates divorce. He doesn't hate divorced people. And how many of you know there's some biblical grounds for divorce, right? I'm not talking about divorce today, but I've heard people say this. The Lord spoke to me and said, I'm supposed to divorce my husband or my wife because they're not my soulmate. And he wants me to be happy with my soulmate. And so he spoke that to me. I'm going, where'd you get that in the Bible? You listen to a spirit, but it's not the spirit of the Lord. Are you with me? Everybody go. He he quit talking about divorce now. Man. God spoke to me to take all my tithes and give it to the poor. No, that's not biblical. Your tithe goes to your storehouse. Alms gifts can go to the poor above your tithe. You see, God's spirit. His voice of His Spirit never contradicts His written word. You got that? Can I move on now? You, two people got it. Can you, can, did you get that? The voice of God's Spirit will never contradict the voice of His Word. You got it? Got it? Can I move on now? Okay, I'll move on. So, God speaks to us. We've got to learn to listen to the voice of His Word. We've got to learn to listen to the voice of His Spirit. Oh, and number three, let me throw this one out at you. We've got to learn to listen to the voice of His servants. Because God speaks to us through other people. Believe it or not, He really does. In fact, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20 says, Believe on the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe His prophets and you shall prosper. You see, people say, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, he said, you believe on God, you'll be established. You believe his prophets and you begin to prosper. In other words, when you listen to the servants of the Lord, and that's the key, who are speaking under the unction of the anointing of the Holy Ghost in concert and harmony with the written word of God, uh, God can speak to you through humanity. 
might even be your spouse. What a thought. It might be the person sitting next to you. What a thought. It might even be your kids. I'm, let me check my time. Uh, it's holiday weekend. When I was a little bitty boy, I have this picture. I couldn't have been over six or seven. I have this picture. And, I, and it was the Holy Ghost came upon a little boy. See, I realize now, I look back, even when I was a little boy, God was living on the inside of me and working within me. And my mother was sending me to Sunday school. I was at the door. Somebody evidently was picking me up. And as she was sending me, all I remember is I began to cry. And she said, son, what's wrong? And out of the clear blue, I said, I just wish you would come with us sometime. Big tears rose up in my mom's eyes. She began to go to Sunday school, go to church. Now, that's all I remember. But I do remember this. God used a little six or seven year old boy who didn't have a clue. The Holy Ghost came on him to speak to his mama. God speaks to us in so many ways. We've got to be open and sensitive. He can talk to you through a donkey. Read your Bible. And if that doesn't work, he might use an old bow-legged preacher. I'm convinced if God's people believed that every time they walk through the doors of church, mighty God would speak to them. The house would be packed every Sunday. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine this? Jesus showing up in your house and saying, Sunday morning I'm going to be at church. And I've got a message I want to share with you and your congregation. A fresh word from heaven. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Honey, we going? Jesus is preaching. Well, I got to mow the grass. It's 4th of July. I, I had skied or fished all weekend. I'm not being, hey, I'm just telling you. If in our mind we got to the place where we realize every time I show up in church on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever, God Almighty begins to speak them to me. And we get that in our spirit. Ooh, he, hey, and we get this, this, this desire to hear and obey. And it'll change our whole life. Reading the Bible will not become an, a task. We'll wake up every morning and go, Praying will not be a... T- oh, the Spirit of God is speaking to me. Oh, I can't miss next Sunday because even though pastor's bow-legged and he's sometimes a little crass, somehow in the middle of all that, God begins to speak to me. 
through an old flawed vessel. We began to learn to listen to his voice. Things began to change in our life. Amen. I got more I could say, but I'm going to close. Because that's the cool thing about preaching a series. You can just defer it to the next week. I just believe we need to stop right here. And just say, God, get that rebel out of me. I don't want on the throne room of my heart anymore. I want to hear your voice. When I open the Bible, I want it to come alive. In fact, it is alive. Hebrews says it's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. I want to hear his spirit speak to me saying, this is the way. Go ye in it. I want to be able to hear God speak to me even through my kids. Or through my husband or through my wife. I want to move back under the banner of God's blessing in my life. Amen. Let's stand together. Next week, we're going to talk about learning to obey. All these are tied together. And then learning to live. Just living life underneath that banner. There's a way we ought to live. The prophet said, how then should we then live? How should we then live? Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth will prosper. You see, God can't honor wrong living. God can't honor disobedience. He can't honor a rebellious house. But we, when we deal with the rebel within, we deal with the ruler within and say, he's the Lord and the leader of my life. That river begins to flow. That victory begins to be made manifest in our life. So today as we close this service, you've got a great big opportunity today to submit yourself to the governance of God all over again. And, and dethrone the rebellion out of your life. Some of us, listen. Some of us, as the Bible says, the voice of God said to Paul, why are you always digging your heels in? Going against the grain. Rebelling against God and His church and His people. done it my way I used to be a whole lot worse than I am today I'm not quite there yet but I used to have a big old rebel on the inside of me prideful and arrogant charge of my own life let's bow our heads